Greetings, travelers, and welcome to just another side quest. Tonight, Aaron, James, and Randall will be discussing Breath of the Wild, Apex Legends, and Knights of Pen and Paper. Join us for Episode 9. Welcome to Just Another Side Quest, um, a show about video games. I'm Randall. And I'm James. And I'm Aaron. Hello. Hello. Um, so this week, this week uh, I've been very busy. Um, I've played a lot of games, guys. Yes, um, <laughs> you've been busy playing the games. I think we've been, at least I've been busy not playing all of the games. And I've been p- busy playing one game. Yeah. Just gotten a little one, into Apex. One big game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spoil it right off the bat. Yeah. It's not the only one I touched in the last couple weeks, but it is the main one I've played. Yes. Yes. It's like the, the nightly kind of relax. I don't know how you play that game like right up to bed, though. I cannot relax. <laughs> that game's just absolute gets the heart racing and the palms sweaty and... The blood flowing. I don't know. I just it's it's fun, and I think I, I think the uh, the thrill I'll be able to uh, push myself competitive competitively is something that then I can uh, going ahead and then backing off when it gets time to go to bed. It's like actually, it's like means I have a harder drop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it tire like tires you out. So yeah, like when as you, soon as I'm done, I'm like okay, you're done, I'm like done. the release of that and just like. Uh, Suddenly this you're like, this. <laughs> this has been a good night of gaming. I'm I'm satisfied. Maybe not so much all the time, but yeah, most satisfied. Say, I'm just not satisfied. We don't win enough. We die but, too much. I don't know. By all, uh, yeah, that we don't need to go into bedtime like the <laughs> bedtime routine of gaming. But yeah, I, I did, you've been playing it up until bed. Uh, yeah, as of late, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been finding time here and there because I picked up, I'm picking up uh, Aaron Slack on New Horizons. Right, <laughs> okay. Picked, yeah, you've I joined that the up. Fold. So I should say my my lunch routine at work has become shove all the food in my mouth at once and pull out the switch because, I, you know, if if you don't sign in every day, like you don't, you're missing out on uh, right? a lot of bonuses. You, <laughs> yeah, they you really. Gotta, got to boot it up you got to go to the atm there's things you got to do yes um but other than that i'm pretty stoked if i can get an hour in a day and you know we had a a camping trip uh about two hours away that took a you know most of saturday and you know just all the normal mowing the lawn and all that all that jazz yeah, we'll be joining uh, you soon on that that front of mm-hmm. house stuff Man, you thought you were busy now. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That that's been a, a bit of the busyness too. Is going through house buying process, especially mm-hmm. during it's this stuff. It's a lot. It, yeah, and especially uh, in in the times that we are. Yeah. But it's it's nice. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's you see something from it. Yeah. You know, every day. And uh, um, packing is a little lighter because it's not so instant. Um, the process is so long. It's kind of like we've got lots of time to pack. We've we've done both sides of that. Um, we spent three and a half months packing, um, and then 
we packed up the same size house, uh, my wife and I, from zero to 60 in two days. Wow. Wow. Which one did you prefer? Uh, two days. Really? Yeah. I, I Honestly, I think I might be in that boat where I'd rather just kind of get it all packed. But we can't because we need to live here for another month. So, yeah, yeah I could so see two days being I, nice. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's just because, you know, we had – it was our last place. We'd only been there a few months. We were completely unpacked. But um, at the same time, we still had the boxes ready, and we had just mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. So we knew uh, you know, how to box it up, and we had all the supplies. So Yeah, that makes sense. It made it It made it pretty easy. But, yeah. um, you know, we didn't have a, a huge uh, – I didn't have a lot of options anyway. Yeah. It's because it was just, you know, the two of us were like, well – Let's get it done. Yeah. So we did. <laughs> we'll do but, it. Um, I uh, yeah, moving's moving's fun when you're playing moving out. But uh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. We'll have to. We still have yet to play that one. I. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I did. So I'll, I'll touch on that later tonight. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We'll have to hear about how how that game is. Um, yeah. So Aaron's been playing a lot of Apex. I've actually like slowed down a little bit. I'll get into Apex later though. Uh, new season came out battle pass system against a lot like Fortnite or something like that where there's a lot of events constantly pushing you to mm-hmm. log in and play um but i backed off a bit i really only play when like a bunch of friends are on and then we're gonna be able to all play together um i ended up with a very open saturday which was nice just a big old free saturday with nothing to do and Aaron and I had been playing the Lord of the Rings board game in the past. We've been able to pull that out a couple times, mm-hmm. um, break our eyes off of the screen for a while. Uh, so this Saturday, though, I had a major hanker- hankering to watch Lord of the Rings. I just hadn't watched, like, a, sat down and watched a movie in a while. And, oh, my goodness, I marathoned through all three of the extended one- editions, which I had not seen for over a decade, and it was glorious. It was it was wonderful. Greatest Saturday. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, my wife had just mentioned over this past weekend that she has never seen the original Lord of the Rings. When you say original, like, uh, just seen the them? 2000, you know, early 2000s uh, Not the Fellowship Hobbit. and Two Towers. Yeah, she's seen The Hobbit. Okay. But she never saw. Okay, that's okay. Uh, I get it. The original Fellowship and yeah. Two Towers. She hasn't and, seen the Lord such. of the Rings. I know. Well, that is uh, lucky for her. She gets to witness it for the first time. How is she on four-hour movies, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, she brought me through the entire um, Harry Potter series in about two weeks. Um, okay. Complete with complete with her pausing the movie and going. Okay, so in the books. Oh, okay. Uh, Has she read the Lord of the Rings books? No. No. She has not. Okay. I'd actually say that that's, that'll be a treat then. Um, I've considered reading the books, uh, like binging them and then getting the Blu-ray set just that I can do the same thing. Oh, that would be good. I, I'm I'm in a weird position where I read The Hobbit before I watched Lord of the Rings as a kid, but I didn't read The Lord of the Rings until after I'd seen the movie. And I'm seriously torn as to which to do first. I think, as usual, reading the books before watching the movie is going to be a richer experience. The books are fairly dry, so it's actually one of the few cases where reading the book afterwards can be tough because you know what's going to happen. So those long chunks of exposition 
and like background explanation and like describing the landscape are slow since you know already what's happening that the tension is kind of deflates it so it, it does hurt to watch the movies first but at the same time it is like i'm i'm such i'm really curious what aaron thinks on this subject because we we talked a little bit about you aaron uh in the last episode when we were talking about board games mm-hmm. and your ability to kind of visualize things out of space uh and you know why some games were better for you and some weren't so for me when i read a book um i have such a a strong characterization of what people look like how they act how they talk even if it's not accurate to the book i build a movie in my head and so for me to try to go from because i've done it try to go from a book to uh you know an adaptation never works for me because i'm like that's not what they sound like that's not what they look like it it just ruins it for me so i don't know if um if that's just me or if that's something that other people um would relate to i've definitely heard other people say it that way um that's not exactly how i approach um movies that are based off of books i approach books as being oh hey this is an alternate universe version of the book hmm. that's how oh, i you approach mean of it. the movie no, the movies are the alternate universe yeah, version okay. of the book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's, so X Men versus X Men First Class, they're you know the same characters, but it's a completely different. It's someone else's take on them. It's not going to hmm. be an exact representation, and because they can't fit all of the book into their two hours, maybe three hours, four whatever, and a half hours, four and a half hours, they're not going to get an exact representation of what happens. Um, and then there's certain things that ha- happen, like, uh, like that you just can't like you don't get the same interpretation of things people d- describe like how people talk or like they interpret voices differently based off of like written patterns so they're going to that that part like so i just think of it this is someone else's take it's in a different it's an alternate universe version so i can i can watch this and this is okay i would say hmm. lord of the rings might be one of the few film adapt- adaptations where the characters are all spot on i don't think I mean, again though i read the book afterwards but i read the book afterwards too and i couldn't get through it (laughs) (laughs) that's a problem yeah it's really hard to get through if you've already seen the movies because the dryness like really comes out i've definitely heard that the abridged version is for most people if you're gonna read the lord of the rings you have to start unless you are a literary you know i just really like you need to start with the abridged version and then you can go through because it, it cuts out the fluffy stuff and there's entire pages that are that Tolkien wrote that are neither here nor there. No, they just they like never... describe stuff. But if you've seen the movie, you don't need the I mean that's why the movies are so good in places is because it's so perfectly described. And yeah, it's hard to like read three pages on the look of Minas Tirith or something. Like I, I saw it. I don't need three pages of this. Just get to the Mm-hmm. next plot point yeah. or action or characters interacting. Um, speaking to the visualization though, I know that for me, it's, I haven't watched, I didn't watch the movies with him this last Saturday. So she was busy uh, playing apex. I was, I had a lot of fun with some of the friends I've made on that game. <laughs> um, and just like, but I, and then after playing war of the rings, the, the board game, I now have a much better understanding because I have that map to actually that and how the armies actually moved around and how the movie actually moved around 
like I have a better appreciation of the movie and how everything goes about. And I'd be I am more interested in watching it. Just I didn't want to watch it this last Saturday. So I plan on I do plan on watching these again to be able to get back into it because I can visualize it because of the game that we played recently. I will say actually it was uh it was interesting having that top down map of the space and then actually like playing where we're pushing troops through all the different locations because the movies actually have a lot of points where people mention troop movement through random words mm-hmm. naming different places. They're like, we gotta go through the gap Rohan. You're like, I know what that's at, and I know what that means, and I know what's actually mm-hmm. like implied with that. Whereas before I was like, okay, cool, it's a place somewhere. No context. No, it's context. supposed to be giving you world building context in the movie yeah. as a side as an off offset line, but without the game, the game to help you like visualize yeah. it, or like just even a map to be able to understand where are all these things and doing all that extra work to understand it. You just yeah. it's just there's no context for it, which I do appreciate. They do not unfold a map and keep pointing everywhere every time they want to explain all of that. They do like once or twice, but. I'm glad they didn't. Other military movies mm-hmm. feed, like fantasy movies will feed maps at you and point at everything so you know what's going on. Kind of glad they didn't. But anyway, uh, that took up my my Saturday. So that was a huge chunk of not playing video games. Otherwise, uh, I have been doing a little bit what you've been doing, Randy. Uh, I've been trying to play through more Breath of the Wild during lunch. So I've got some more thoughts on that now. Well, let's let's go through that because I finally got done with it. I, I made it quite a bit farther, but I'm I'm curious to see uh, where you are and if you're still going on it. What games have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been playing Apex and Breath of the Wild. Uh, those really are the only two games I've I've touched. Breath of the Wild, I. Last time we talked about it, it was like hard to get into. The snippets of story weren't really there. It was a lot of meat. And I was literally about five minutes away from what ends up being the second big story dump in the game. And the first good, real solid call towards doing something. Um, So I was like right on the doorstep of, I think, the game really opening up. That was the place up on the hill? Uh, yes. So it's the um, the Zora kingdom, the, the fish people's kingdom. Yep. Um, yep. And they have the first, like, great beast there in their kingdom. We, we went to the same. You, know, you can go to all, uh, the four divine beasts in any order. You and I happen to go to the same The one. game directs you to that one. The first thing you are given as a quest is to head to them. So you could ignore and run somewhere else. But I could see probably most players hit this one first. And I can see why. Hmm. It's really straightforward, pretty easy as far as a divine beast is con- I mean, maybe the other ones are just as straightforward. But it seemed pretty easy. Because um, you're supposed to be able to tackle them in any order. So I would, I would assume they would all be probably similar, similar but... maybe i hope the other ones twist up the formula a little bit more um but yeah so you and i were essentially kind of in the same spot and i was right before all of this so i was like okay i need to give this more of a chance because i personally bashed it to some degree I'm like i don't like it it's just not for me I'm like okay let's see if i can get through some more of this and i'll do it at lunch just play for 30 minutes at a time something like that um so I got into the kingdom. Immediately, you're given cutscenes, lots of dialogue between people. 
Uh, it's really weird to me to see a AAA game come out now that doesn't have voice actors for their dialogue. Uh, I know it's kind of more of a Nintendo thing to continue to do that. Um, but in any game where it's got kind of a cinematic flair to it and the story is supposed to be of like an epic level, I it's still, it's kind of jarring when the cutscene starts and you do get some dialogue and the cutscene's only, you know, like a 30 second cutscene. And then the cutscene ends and it cuts back to like you talking to that same person and there's no dialogue anymore. And they give like a really generic like grunt or hello at the beginning of each interaction. And you're like, what is going on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you do eventually get some voice acting, which yeah, well, it's in some a little of it is unfortunate. Yeah. And that's so it's it's just weird that it goes from cutscenes to then it's just not super consistent for me. I'd, I'd I'd like more. Obviously, it's just weird. It seems like like a developer that simply ran out of budget, and which is funny, for right? Nintendo. And that's I know it's not the case. I know that that is like a, a direction they decided to go because they always decide to go that way and don't give all their characters full voices, even though they'll have tons of dialogue boxes. Um. So it, it's jarring because that is exactly what happens in my head. I go, oh, they didn't want to hire voice actors because they couldn't pay for it, you know, or they just didn't budget for it. Um, when I don't think that's the case. So it's this weird spot to be. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a big knock on the game because it's hard in a game like this where the voice acting would still all be accompanied by text boxes and you have to cycle through it um, for it to land very well compared to a game like I think of God of War where it's all kind of just naturally happening as you're running around and conversations are things that happen while you can still walk and move and like do stuff. Um, so in that universe, like it, it fits really well and I wouldn't imagine it any other way, but Nintendo gets away with it a lot. I think off of these text box based dialogue systems. Um, and in that case, I think that the having voice actors could actually break it more easily than they could help it um, because of how much attention is going to be put on that voice actor because you just can't do anything. You're just sitting there listening to them. So uh, that was the first thing, like, getting here. I was like, oh, right, right, right. This is this is how it is. Um, but immediately they gave me the quest. They set it up pretty well. Um, some cheesy dialogue. There's, it's kind of a silly at times, uh, you know. The- the prince is very cheesy, but it's it's they they knew what they were doing. It was very much on purpose. But the princess, I felt, was a little more. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of. The, yeah. the princess was, and that's where you have a voice actress doing those parts, and it's this like lofty, whispery thing. And I was like, mm, uh, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> so it's that was. Again, it may be a little cheesy, and I'm maybe too old for for some of that. To they're not even trying to hit, make that land for me. Um, I think the puzzles were were pretty good, though. Some of them yeah. uh, tripped me up for a while, and then when you get in, you go, "Oh yeah." That uh, so that's where like the puzzles were pretty straightforward um, at first, which is good. Like I, that's why I thought it was like, "Oh, this is a great first beast to tackle." Like, okay, I see this gear. All I have to do is just kind of cycle through my abilities and find the one that kind of like interacts with it. The uh, There's like a waterfall 
um, up above that's turning a thing. And that interaction was more of an aha because I'd forgotten about a couple of my abilities. So I was kind of running around trying to figure out how to turn the thing off um, and finally figured out how they wanted me to do it. Um, overall, like I was happy I got to this place and they just immediately were like, yeah, go up the hill and get some arrows. And then, then you're going to jump into the sequence. Like there's not this huge distance you have to travel to get there. We're not throwing a bunch of stuff in the way. It's a very clear cut, like go to A and then go to B and B is the great beast. And then I got there and it was all pretty straightforward. Um, so I was actually really happy that finally they gave me like a quest in the game. This is kind of the first time the quest is directly right there and very clear cut. And my purpose feels more um, mm-hmm. like the agency and urgency of it is, is there. Um, and then I get in and it takes me a little while on a couple of them, like the figuring out the water because I'd totally forgotten some of the interactions. However, I never opened up my map and <laughs> this is one of the cases where they're like, oh, yeah, now you've got a map of the Great Beast. I was like, okay, cool. I got a map. Who cares about this map? Like, it's two rooms. That's all I can get into. I ran around forever trying to figure out what to do to get, like, the last puzzle to get up mm-hmm. to the top level. And it's baked into the map. It's baked into the map. Yeah. And, I mean, they do give yeah. you a line where they're like, you need the map to get through the thing. And that's – I didn't experiment with the map. Like, that was my problem was I just didn't realize I needed to go mess with the map. And so I was frustrated with that. Ultimately, I was just like, wow, I spent probably 30 minutes running around here after getting these other puzzles done um, and didn't know that you can maneuver the trunk of the thing. Um, so at first I was like, man, it was a neat really mechanic that puzzle. was hidden from you. Yeah, yeah. And that's it is given one line, which is kind of obscure because i imagine it like old in my head i thought of old zelda and i'm like of course the map's going to be really helpful i can see why i need it to see the whole place and make my way around but it can't be like essential that that was where i assumed something i I shouldn't have but it wasn't super clear and in the end i didn't go aha i ended up looking it up like i had to just i was like i i don't know how to i don't know where to go run around this place probably spent yeah 30 minutes after doing everything just running back and forth back and forth looked it up on youtube not to figure out any of the puzzles but just to see like how they get to the next step um and the person opens up the map and then controls the trunk and at immediately i pause like i don't see what the trunk actually needs to do but i was like oh it wasn't a aha it was just like okay well that cost me 30 minutes and wasn't really that rewarding of a <laughs> it wasn't like this clever aha i'm stupid it, it was more of like a uh i was kind of stubborn or assumed some things and they weren't super clear on holding my hand here however it's not that fun of a mechanic it, it didn't take a lot it's just kind of it's weird i don't know who decided the design should go into the map like that was probably easier than having to go over to the wall somewhere i mean you need to be able to control it well you're like moving around on the level. Um, but that was annoying. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm still in that thing. Because after that, I got up to the top. I got the other temple um, activators, like the the little shrines you're supposed to put your, oh. your switch into, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, like that, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm frustrated. Oh. That ate up a my bunch dude, of my. You are you are you are in for a uh, a heck of a next. Yeah. Play. So what I I did get to I know that there's a a boss that you you fight. So I, I got to that mm-hmm. guy and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna do this later. Like I I'm not in the the mood to fight this guy right now. So yes, yeah, so it's um, like a really tough boss right there. Yeah. Uh, ask me how long it took. Uh, yeah, how long did it take? Because I, I tried a few times while I was there, but I'm like, I'm not in the right state of mind. Like, I'm not, I'm already frustrated. I need to stop. How many times? I am, I'm not great at these types of games, but I do understand kind of what they want. Again, they haven't taught you very much. It took me 33 minutes. Oh, great. And I, <laughs> I'm glad I, I stopped when I did for that. I stopped counting at 12 attempts, and I'm just like, no. And I just kept trying it like, okay, <laughs> there's no, there's no checkpointing at all. No. And yeah. the I get durability that. issues with weapons. That was actually, yeah. Cause I started fighting the guy, um, and my weapon like Insta broke. And then I pulled, like I was doing arrows during that, like the first attempt. And then my like bow broke. Mm-hmm. Cause it yep. just doesn't you do a lot of damage. Which, before you go in there, make sure you have all three bows and you just, just make sure you're loaded up with all different sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I ended up, uh, going to a guide after about seven or eight attempts. Cause I'm like, Oh, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. I was about to set it down. I'm like, well, better to go to a guide than to stop playing early. Um, and I did eventually beat him, uh, pull some very Zelda moves, which, you know, after playing and doing a divine beast and doing a, a boss, I feel like I can now set it down and I had a more clear picture of the game. Yeah. And I kind of got to liking the, like I sat down for probably 20, 30 minutes, just played with the recipes mm-hmm. and tried to kind of chart out what happens where and why. And it does make sense. And I can see if you liked the first uh, nine hours, which is how far in I am, you you would definitely play 100 hours and it's a good game. I'm going to stick to it. it's a good game, but it's not for me. But definitely beat the boss because um, then I feel like that's a good because it's just going to be that three more times and then the final boss. So, I mean, if you do a full Divine Beast and you're not digging it, I don't know, put it away for a while. Try it again in a year. I, I want to beat it. I, there's like a part of me that really wants to get through this thing because it's, I just don't really like it. <laughs> so I want to have more validity to that, though. There's like a... So I want to beat it so that I can the, more I, I can honestly you, be like, I, I truly didn't like it. I can give you 10 games you'll enjoy <laughs> that'll take the same amount of time as this yeah. one game you won't. And that's, I think, so I was fighting the guy and then he like, he two shots me. Luckily, it, it doesn't insta-kill me, but I don't really... Well, you're supposed to pause to keep eating. That's a, I dislike how combat encourages menu playing. Uh, that's something that mm-hmm. like Skyrim and, and Fallout games have a lot of, which is pause, eat a bunch to recover, recover your health because it's instant. Um, so I like I do have some complaints towards that I think are valid at it not being an absolute masterpiece. I don't want so to pause in a, things... in a boss fight. But I, to make it easier, you can you can cook things that'll give you a bunch of extra hearts. I had one 
that I ended up with 13 hearts at the beginning of the battle. Oh, so I that had, you don't have to... Okay. Exactly. You don't have so to I've do got that. To so find that out, though, I guess, and just experiment. But there's also... So yeah. I didn't come in with the right gear. And it's a surprise fight. They don't really tell you that you're going to fight a boss. So the exploration part of the game that I would say... like the, There's an element to the exploration that I think is missing when you have a surprise fight. Now I'll know. So now preparation is a big part of a game like this where not crafting isn't there, but like collecting and preparing Mm -hmm. for something is part of the the loop they're trying to push. But you're going to walk for, what, seven minutes before you start getting into supplies and enemies because you got to leave the beast, you got to swim, you got to hike for a while before you hit anything. And that's why I, I didn't have... The right set out uh, loadout, but I had enough to push through. It would have been easier if I had gone and gotten, you know, more durable weapons or or something. But I just kept beating my head against a wall because I I don't want to do that. Exactly. Just having to either teleport out or whatever, and that's then what I'm going to have to do. Get back in. Yeah, I mean, I I'm down I to my experimenting in this temple. Also destroyed two or three pieces of gear as I was like trying to hit items I could freeze to see if mm-hmm. I could trigger things until I realized the trunk was a thing. Um, and now I'm like, okay, I have to teleport out. I probably need to pause this epic moment, the climax of one of its four major temples, and go grind like hearts and get as many shrines mm-hmm. as I can so I can get a couple more hearts. Because I didn't, until you told me, I didn't even know that there was food that you could extend your hearts past because you have that's, to experiment. That's why I was going to spoil that because, yeah, I was not going to go grind temples either. I don't... That's things I don't enjoy the temples. They're not my kind really? of puzzles. I, I like love those. Puzzle games, but... I do love those. Yeah. And that's maybe why I'm going to be able to push through this thing. What I don't love, though, is if I want to eat the main story, I do not want to have to pause that, especially right before, like, the dessert, and then go, like, chug a bunch of, like, protein powder right before yeah. I go back. I thought that. I had done a good job of grinding before I got there. I'm like, oh, it took me forever to get here. I did a lot of side stuff. No. Yeah. No. And that's so where I'm collecting at right now. the arrows, that guy one shot shot. Oh, he was time, yeah, he was a pain. I ended again. up just going, oh, I think I'm meant to sneak around. That was one of the few times where it was actually it was yeah. frustrating, but I went, you know what? I think the game is trying to get me to just sneak all these arrows right now because I don't need that many. I only needed like three mm-hmm. and it was when I, by the time I got up there. So I went, you know what? Oh, I still needed, I still needed like 18. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like collecting them the whole walk up. There were just tons of them everywhere. So by the time I got up there, I was like, I think the game is telling me don't fight this guy yet. So I skipped it. Yeah, no, he would, he would take 10 hearts at a time. Yeah, he, and he was stronger than this boss that I'm fighting. He was, he was a one shot. Every time he hit me, it was, yeah. it was like insta-death. So I yep. I gave up. Even if I dodged a couple, like controls are a little rough. I always want to hit the wrong button for jump. Um, but yeah, that's I've been playing that. That's my current take on it is the systems are colliding with the style of play I want to extract out of the game right now. Um, and so it overall isn't the smoothest experience. I do want to get through more. It's an easy lunch game, though. It's, it's something I can dive into, play 30 minutes, and then back out of pretty easily. Um, so I will give it that. It's actually a pretty good pick up and play for a few and then leave sort of game. It really is. I, I did it for a few days. It's it's good that yeah. way. Um, 
Then, I mean, the other thing, which Erin will get into more, <laughs> I'll let her take over Apex, but I do want to say uh, Apex is in a really fun spot right now. It's been a very fun season that they've rolled out. They've got a new character. Um, they release like a new hero champion um, into the game with every season. And then they change up the map that you play on um, and then introduce a, a bunch of different kind of changes to different parts of the game, different gun loadouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's got this nice fresh coat of paint. Uh, I think there's kind of a major server problem with hit registration right now. So there's like one major bug holding it back. But other than that, I've actually been enjoying it quite a bit. I think it's in a pretty good spot. I think the map right now is actually in a really good spot. I think the changes are good. Um, and for someone who wanted to try it out, now is actually probably a pretty good time to do it, especially with the fresher map. Mm -hmm. um, diving into a game like this when the season is fresh, typically you've got a bigger pool of casual players at the beginning of these when there's all this new content to enjoy. Um, and that falls off as you get towards the end of the seasons. So right now is... And the, the past like week has been a, a pretty prime time for someone to maybe try it. It is free mm -hmm. to jump into. Um, the Battle Pass is a fair deal. I actually think that for $10, it's as long as you're playing the game for a while, yeah. uh, it, it does return its value to you after a couple seasons because you only have to pay like once. And as long as you're playing it, you'll keep being able to rebuy the Battle Pass for free, essentially. Um, other than that, though, the monetization in the game is ridiculous, which is actually helpful. It's very hard to actually spend money in that game because everything is so expensive, which is good for some people who have an easier time, you know, throwing $2 away or $4 away. In this game, no, 20 bucks. You want something? 15 bucks. It's just a little harder to pull the trigger on. So uh, that's for the amount I have been playing it. It has been really nice. What about you, Aaron? You've been playing it a lot. I assume I, you like it. I, I like it a lot. There is... Um, as a, I'm going to say like since I started started it mid mid late season or was it mid late season? season? You were you were only like a couple weeks left on the the battle pass out of the like eight. Yeah, so mid uh, mid to late. Yeah, late. Mm -hmm. um, so I started I started late, uh, and so for me when I first the, the map rotation at the time is they have two maps that they were going between the two, and it, by right around the time that season five came. Uh, I, for me, I was like, okay, I'm getting to the rhythm. I'm getting enjoying this. I'm actually starting to be able to like enjoy all of the content of it and really get into be able to do this on my own, uh, and not feel like I'm having to rely completely on like James expertise. For example, if I was playing with him, you like, probably came in at one of the more difficult times where they were experimenting with two maps rotating every like 30 minutes. So you had to learn two maps essentially at the same time, and the maps are huge. Like that's mm -hmm. a big part of frustration when like i was learning it was i just die a lot and i'm like oh i didn't even know that door existed i just don't know where that person ran off to um so you came at a difficult time i don't you know enjoyed it. I'm, I'm finding the fact that there's only one map now a bit boring <laughs> as do most i think everyone i'm, complains I'm excited in some way, to go no back to do. having two maps to rotate between uh i like it when they have when there is that kind of variation between maps like you're not just uh you have the options to have, play on more than one map so I, I do miss that a little bit. Um, I do really like the changes they've made, though. That is very fun. I keep discovering a couple of new things that they've changed or have added in. 
It's like, oh, right, they put this in. And then it's actually not just over there, but it's also over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've like I've been enjoying the gun changes they've made, which ones they've rotated in and out. Um, yep. And what changes have been made in trying to make sure that I can uh, keep up with that has been a very uh, nice challenge. You also uh, have a knack for doing something I, I cannot, which I <laughs> am always impressed with. Uh, you can like make friends. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's just because I know this was some old sounding guy. But I no, I don't. Nobody wants to be a friend. I mean, I also just don't play with my mic on, and I do not play alone anymore. But you're making all these friends on there. It's how I, do you do it? I I talk. You just talk. That's all I it actually takes. talk with them. Yeah. Uh, I have actually made two uh, friends. I would say two friends in this game, though. Uh, they were. It, it was like I, I ended up getting to a lobby where both the people were mics. And it was like, okay, this is really fun. And they were fun to play with. And they invite, uh, went ahead and invited me to join them because it turned out they were they had partied together. And so they, and so it, it helped at least for that round. And those two, they said they, they're already friends. They already have a dynamic that I, that at least our personality types uh, have a good dynamic together as mm-hmm. the three of us too. Um. And they're also super, they are, we have similar mindsets for the game of we're, we're fairly casual in the sense of how we approach the game. But at the same time, we all are, I think, are trying our best to play the game well. So they, they good want to have good technical skill on what we're doing and good strategy. But, hey, we, we died that game. That's okay. We can go to, go into the next game and not, yeah. we're not going up, going through games frustrated Outside, unless there's like a series of like five five games of like this is bad, this was bad, this was bad, this was bad, but being able to change things up, it works out. So uh, that has been a lot of fun to find people that I can play with, uh, and I also enjoy the fact that it's like if I don't actually like a person that I start, I start playing with it, it's just you can unfriend them and never see them again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I have a hard time doing that. I have a couple people I should I should throw off of my PlayStation. Yeah, friends list. Like, you also play alone though too, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's silent games. Oh, what that... what would you if you had to just give this game like an arbitrary fun rating purely off of like playing with people? Do you enjoy like what's the difference between playing, let's say, with me or some people you know, playing with some people you are starting to know, or playing completely silent solo? And I... do they all have their own merits in different ways? What's the there's their own merits with the people I don't know, and we're all silent. There's no obligation to stay. I've because I'm never going to see them again. It's like, hey, I have no like. Uh, there's no loyalties here, or no like reason. Like I don't if I if I have to leave a game, it doesn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. That sense. Um, I think I have currently out of those three options, the most fun is actually with these two new people. But I also love getting to know people, and that's always fun. The toughest is actually probably with you guys. <laughs> Uh, in part because I think that uh, there's a slightly different approach. If you guys don't do your best, sometimes uh, you guys get down on each other. Not, not just on each other, like on yourselves. Yeah. When you're playing these competitive games. and yeah. This uh, one in particular. Like Overwatch isn't at all. I mean, it's designed to be different mm-hmm. and not have this thing. But yeah, no, for us, this is a more competitive mm-hmm. And for though. me, one of the things that's t- tough about doing going to games with you is that I can't help with that because I'm learning the game and I'm far, I'm, I'm not at your level. And 
So if I, if I really want to get there, which I might just because of how much I'm playing anyway, I'm having yeah. fun with it. But like I have to, I would have to put in three to five hours every night to be able to get to your level within like two to, to make up for yeah, make up all of high school and college playing Call of Duties and yeah, Halos and all of that and on a controller. Yeah, just to get to that, be able to do that, uh, drive with you guys at the same level. And so I, I recognize that's like one of the things that. I'm aware of with the gameplay of having one of these that's fun for me of being of having that relaxed state isn't something that happens with you and your friends mm. in the same way. You guys still have fun with it, but I don't have when I'm frustrated, I don't find fun in working always working through that frustration. Sometimes I'm stubborn about it, but that's not something that is fun for me with with games in general. Um, if something's too frustrating, I I don't work through that. That's not something I want to keep pushing through, particularly because games are supposed to be, for me, they're an escape. Yeah. So, uh, so at least in this case, I'd say most fun is with with the two friends, these two friends I've made, and some of the, um, I when it's solos, I really appreciate when there's other mic callers because there's just more communication in general. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to mute them if they're just bashing on things. Or if there's, or, or, yeah, there's a. It's so nice and easy to mute. This yes, yeah. easy, easy to mute. Um, but at the, even if they don't talk, if they're communicating about where people are, I, th- I think one of the things I really appreciate about this game is how good it is about being able to ping out where people are or what to your your own goals are. You can say, "I'm going to go over to the space to loot something," or "I'm going to go over and push an attack at this space," or "I saw an enemy over here." Yeah, it's really it's like, good. I think that's a. It's a great system that I, I it means that I don't have to have a voice or hear people's voices to understand what's going on, and so that part I've really appreciated with playing this game. League uh, of Legends is kind of the I remember when they finally implemented their ping system, which was mm-hmm. a very basic like, help me here, warning here, or I'm going there were like the three major kind of callouts that people used a lot. But even in there, all of them were a simple sound effect, and then you had to visually go look on the map. This has, like, pre-recorded voice lines of every character with, like, a ton of interactions that they they will have about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so even if I'm running in a different direction, it solves some problems of, like, having to figure out, like, and turn and look at what they pinged. Because mm-hmm. it has voice lines that say what you're doing. And half the time, contextually, if you're saying I'm going over here to loot, and I hear it from like over on the right, I can assume you went right instead of with me left and you went to that, the closest building or something. So there's, it's nice. There's some stuff that you can do just by listening to the voice lines that they give. They, um, that's really helpful. The team respond has done a great job of making sure there's a lot of in built in communication to the game that doesn't require um, actual player voices. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And as a forced must drop with teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that helps some of the toxicity that that occurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and again, I don't play a whole lot. What is the? You play more solo, like at and at your level. I know it gets worse as you get, as it gets more competitive and as you get higher into the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, toxicity wise, though, like what's the? Are you in games where they're just like yelling and screaming at you or? Complaining I've only had, about how bad you are, or I've only had two games where I t- took note of toxicity. Yeah, or I guess three games, but the third one is a special case that I can get into a little bit later. But um, the first one was uh, 
no one talked for the first uh, until the end game, like our last fight. And as we're getting to our last fight, one of our guys goes down. So he's watching us on our screen. And the two other, me and the other guy, we aren't able to hit our shots as well. That's okay. We're still relatively low level, still learning game, whatever. You maybe have a bad game. And he and I remember distinctly remember he said, he's like, this is painful to watch. Uh-oh. Like, and that was the first thing he said on mic. And it was like, really? That's what that's the only thing you're ever going to communicate to us is that this is painful to watch. Like it, it, was, it was he had a, one other follow-up line, but that was what I took from that. I was like, okay. Uh and I don't know. That was that was something. And then well, there was that's another that's pretty t- tame compared to the League it's of tame. Legends days. Oh yeah, no, it's tame. But that it is like and you, what you like you said, like I think lower level like people aren't as ragey, maybe. Yeah. Um and then there was one where like the person was was straight up swearing, but that's where it was so easy to mute the guy. Yeah. And it was like, and our my our third teammate uh, was communicating through, I guess, a typing system. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a like text to speech or something. If you don't want to use your voice, it's weird. I'm not yeah. sure. I've not looked into the menu. At I haven't looked into it either. But he was using that to communicate, and he was like, "Why are you so mad?" To the guy who I had muted, it's like, and I spoke up to the, that dude. It's like, I don't know why he's mad either, but I've already muted him. Yeah. And that was that was it for me on that one. So. I think the uh, bigger piece that I've actually seen more of, part, not necessarily through my own games, but also through some of the content I've watched on YouTube, is that is the uh, is some of the, like the teasing or the a little bit of uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting a word. I can't help you. I know. I I um. It's it's, it's this teasing factor, I think, of where. Um, one of the people I ended up actually unfriending um, recently for me was someone who I initially was like, okay, you were fun to play with the first couple of games. But as we went along, had they, um, it became clear to me that his type of gameplay that he found fun in was in teasing the th- random third teammate that we had. Like he would play as a guy named Caustic who has these gas traps. Oh, and he would quite literally be toxic. He would quite literally be toxic by taking one a, uh, like one of our games, we had a guy, another guy who go, whose name is uh, Crypto. He goes into a drone, and then his player body stays still while the guy is looking around through the drone view. So while he was doing that, then my arcaustic player put these gas traps around him and trapped him in his spot. It's like, and I'm just thinking, like, why are you doing this? Because if we get ambushed right now, this is on you, <laughs> on why we yeah, lost that care. fight. Yeah, and it's like he's not there to win, and he, so he's not there to win. He's it's he's like not troll. He, that's the word. Oh, troll. Yeah, like he was, it was the trolling kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't see that. It's not a strategy. It's not something I find. I find pleasure in. So that's that kind of gameplay. It was like that was one of the people where it's like initially I, mean, I friended him, and it's like actually no, I don't yeah. want to be. I don't want to play with you. So it sounds so like you're not encountering a whole lot of it. So I'm not encountering a whole lot yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know even in Overwatch, it's worse when. We're playing with the mics on. Uh, there's not a lot of people at our level that are mic'd up, but mm-hmm. I think even in that, the, the think, need on teamwork is higher. In this one, you can kind of it's kind of on you when you shoot at stuff, which is nice. Your teammates can't do a whole lot for you other than shoot mm-hmm. as well, um, or do a couple, you know, a couple abilities. But it's not. Whereas in Overwatch, like as a tank, I need my my healer to do something, and if they're not, I can get more frustrated at them. Whereas in apex there's never a point where i am directly really frustrated at a teammate because i'm like well i also like i failed my shots there's no other thing they could have done to change this i find that the people that are more predisposed to having this 
the toxic behavior are the people who don't recognize their own mistakes or can't let go of uh, things that happen to them that like, yeah, we got third partied. So we yeah. like, so of course, of course our team got wiped. And so they're complaining about, or are they complaining, you know, like, why haven't you picked me up yet? It's like, we're in the middle of a fight, dude, chill. So. Less toxic, but not without its no, random Less troll. toxic, not without its trolls, but yeah. still so much fun that I'm not going to st- put it down. So uh, I'll wake you up over there, Randy. <laughs> I am awake. Speaking am of alive. games with no toxicity, right? If you're playing them all offline and solo or duo, um, what, do you, what, are, what are all these games that you've, uh, you've been plowing through over on your end? Oh. I'll uh I'll try and kind of just hit a few of them because I I played seven or eight. Um, a lot. I did get a little bit farther on Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, continues to be fun. Uh, just the right amount of challenge. Uh, just have a lot of other new stuff that I wanted to to go through and try. Um, so I haven't really been focusing on Ori too much, but it continues to be good. I still recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you find time to to play through it, I I feel like it's going to take me quite a long time uh, at my rate. But yeah, Aaron will um, eventually get to that one. Yeah, I. She's yeah, got a backlog herself. She can blow through the whole thing and let me know how long it is. I probably that is probably what's going to happen. Um, probably once we're done moving or something like settled yeah, in a little bit more, somewhere we're more settled. Also, going to wait for I think for me because I have other games are are. Uh, currently a little bit higher priority to play. I'm going to w- probably wait till the summer Steam summer sale. I'm mm-hmm. wait for it to mm-hmm. be on se- on yeah, sale. Yeah, probably will be. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just kind of touched on that. Just I think I'm up to eight percent, but I don't know if that's like a full completion because I'm trying to mainline as much as I can. So I don't know what percentage to expect for just a uh, you know uh, you know beginning to end without doing all the side stuff, but. Uh, played Moving Out. Uh, I mentioned, I think, last oh, yeah. time that I had picked that up. How is it? And got a chance right after our last recording that following weekend. Um, we we saw human beings. Like, we went to another human being's house. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So, we, we, we took the risk. We had to see somebody. Uh, so, we went out and saw the kid's godparents. Uh, and while we were there, we went ahead and uh, played a little bit of moving out with them. And it's it is not just more overcooked. It is very much a, a brand new paradigm, but it feels safe and familiar. You end up in the same place of you spend the first hour uh, laughing at each other because no one can control anything. And then somewhere in the second hour you all become pro gamers <laughs> and you, yeah, the kind of the four of you, you find your team and you're like, okay, well I'm going to work with this person when we have to move couches. Cause it takes two people. Cause we're really good at, you know, uh, figuring out how to do angles for stuff. But this person, it's really good when you have to throw a fragile box through a window, you know, that they're good at catching them. Um, and this person's really good at, stacking everything in the truck because everything there's a finite amount of room yeah. and so everything has to get stacked in pretty properly all the while you're not only trying to hit the speed goals 
but also trying to do bonus stuff, which a lot of the time it'll give you three bonus objectives that you don't know until you've cleared it at least once. Then it tells you what they are. And sometimes they are like break all the windows, but then another one is break no windows. So you have to play that same match a few different ways if you want to get all the bonus objectives. You can't you can't do it in one go because A, you don't know what they are and B, they're opposed. Um, but it follows the same, you know, same line of first hour, you don't know what you're doing. Second hour, you're really good. Third hour, um, the whiskey glasses get a little low and you start going, oh, that'll be fine and not stacking things properly. And then <laughs> you go, we should stop because... <laughs> You realize that the, that it's no longer fun. It's just you trying your darndest to get that cow to stay in the back of the truck because you got to throw the chickens in last, but they just keep flying around. This is oh actually what happened to us on the last uh, where we got stuck. It's a very, very large. What are you game. doing? There's a lot. Moving out of a farm. Yes. <laughs> at one point you are. That's hilarious. Um but that's after you're, you know, dropping the fridge down the um, ski ski slope to uh, get it to the truck. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's perfectly bonkers. Uh, it's it's got all the fun of the first game, um, and if you choose the guy with the toaster for a head, you can shoot waffles out completely at random. <laughs> but if you are like struggling to move something the waffles will pop out black and burn. That's funny. Attention to detail is wonderful. Um, so that's, that's, that was fun, but we just played for two and a half to three hours. Uh, um, what I've spent most of my time on is New Horizons. Okay. Mm-hmm. I picked, I, I picked that up kind of like on a whim. I'm like, I, I just got to do it. I got to know what this is. And since, Nintendo games always cost the same no matter how long they're out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just went for it. Like, the system works. Yes. And <clears throat> I really like the game. I really like it quite a bit. Uh, you just you start at an airport, which I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so it took a while to... The tutorial is very long. It is. Uh, but you do need mm-hmm. it. I... I, I I would have loved that kind of a tutorial in Breath of the Wild. Just tell me some of these things because it may take you an hour to go through the tutorial in New Horizons, but it takes you three hours trial to and error. learn half of that in trial yeah. and error. So uh, they give you just enough to kind of set you on your way and then you learn the rest. But I was never wanting for information. Um, the characters are lots of fun, even... Though it's not technically voice acting. Actually, technically it is. Technically, all of the words are being spoken. They're all just Mm -hmm. like super sped up. But if you if you read along with it, you do hear the words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're there. But it's technically voice acted. But if you are going through the same thing with Blathers and he just says the same thing over and over, if you don't read the words. It's just waddle, 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 waddle. Yeah. It's, and it's not annoying that It's way. a brilliant little system they came up with for yes. their voices. It is. That's the word. It's, it's brilliant because you can get the information and you can get the voices or tune them out easily. Yes. Um, I have no idea 
how many hours in I am because if I bring it up, if, if I open my switch, I just start playing. <laughs> you don't go check. I'm not, I'm not going to any other games. I'm not checking how long because, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do is check how long I'm playing these. But I'm, I just, I just kept playing. I'm guessing uh, eight to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. So newbie. But Still, um, that's, I, has it been a more pleasant eight to 10 than uh, Breath of the Wild then? There was no, there's been no slog. Every time I'm like, oh, can't I just take lunch for an hour and a half? Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I got to get these fossils assessed. <laughs> like, I got things to do. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, yeah, like, I think every time I see Aaron play, I'm like, this is the most mundane. Like, I really don't want to just live like a Sims life, sort of like alternate. I would hate to watch this. Game. Okay. <laughs> and that's hate, probably like it's the it. ability to like set forth a plan and put in effort. But then there's like an incredible amount of escapism, right? That like occurs in having progress made and effort put into something that's then like altering whatever your plans were, or, you know, like moving them forward. Um, but it, it still hurts when your shovel breaks right after you, you know, go to the other island, you dig up one fossil and your shovel breaks. You're like, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't bring a spare because I wanted all my slots. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then you got to go back or you got to change your plan. That's what I usually do. I'm like, well, I don't have a shovel. I'll just go catch bugs, I guess. And you just, you roll with yeah. it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, means, okay, I still got to go back and I got to, and you replan your entire next hour of play while you're just catching things, yeah. you know? Yeah, so the fun is so happening. you can stay busy. Internally, kind of, and it's not like an external spectacle. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're always so looks, making your fun. It looks real boring on the outside. Um, but I... Question for the pro. <laughs> um, everyone refers to turnip prices. Yes. I don't have turnips. I have apples. You will get turnips. Is, am I... Okay, so that's just... That's how early on when, I am. I'm like, my place doesn't have that. It just has apples. Um, so one of the, you will want to look for turnips on a Sunday specifically because that's when the turnip lady comes and that's when it gets introduced to you is on a Sunday. Oh, I did see a carpet. Uh, I think it's a camel yeah. with carpets came by. Um, during the, so one of the nice things that I like, I've liked about the game is that they do a good job of introducing different aspects of it um, just along the way. It's never all at once. Um, it's very gradual. It's, it's a ni- very nice, slow, gradual game, and and so and unlike with, I guess for me, like with Apex, one of the things that's been drawing to me there is that there's they do have the daily like achievements I can do in there, but I feel like I need just put an, I can put in all my time there. I can put in like hours there, but no with with Animal Crossing, if I go in, I don't have to spend my whole day there. I know that whatever I do will be progress, and that mm-hmm. that's the thing is there's there's no. There's no bad day where you didn't get anything mm-hmm. done. You always do something. Even if you play for 10 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes, you're still you're still like, oh, I, I did a thing. And you get a lot of, like, the miles system is very nice because it gives you micro successes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, gather a little bit of wood or catch one bug. You know, you can always get something uh, done. And, like, yeah, I... I did a thing, and I they gave me that little dopamine drop of, hey, good job, bud. At least you did this small mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. No, I, I, re- I really appreciated that that style of gameplay. Uh, I think particularly when it came out for me, it was like I, it was very helpful compared to some of the other games I was going into. Um, it's uplifting without baby. Yeah. Like, 
yeah, it makes you feel good about spending time playing a video game. It doesn't feel like a waste for some reason. I mean, I, I realize it's still nothing <laughs> um, in the grand scheme of things, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels fun. Yeah, I, I know that for me, so, I've pulled back a lot from the game. Like, I've, I maybe open it up once a week now. Maybe. Uh, but it's still been very fun. Like, and it's still, and it, it's still like seeing what my friends are doing with it. Um, how they're basically like at this point, the people who have been playing from the beginning who are still playing consistently, they are designing their island to to reflect their own personalities in a sense and what they want out of an island, uh, out of the island life and how they, what, why, how they can set it up well. That has been very fun to see what they do with that. Um, like I was. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not very artistic and I'm not really um, the kind of uh, perfectionist who wants to make everything as efficient as mm-hmm. possible. So I'm excited and terrified <laughs> to see, it, you know, how long I play before I put this down. You know, what am, what am I going to get out of it? Because a lot of it is the creative types uh, such as you guys, you know, can find a lot of joy in in, you know, designing shirts uh, and stuff with the tool yeah. and the tools really mm-hmm. neat to design whatever you want. But I just, I played with it for, I think 14 or 15 seconds. And then I was like, no, this is not what I want to be doing. I need to be chopping down trees <laughs> or something. I know that for me, um, one thing that you get down the line is the ability to landscape and to change your Island that way. And leading up into that point, I was very much, like, well, I like this kind of, st- I like what I, I've seen like hints of this happening for other people or I've seen what other people can do with this. And I don't, I'm not going to be going like full, like super structure, super efficient. I, I kind of want it to feel a little bit more artistically, like a little bit more natural in a sense. I want to keep a sense of what my island was at the beginning, still as a part of my island at the end of it, um, whenever that end comes. So I haven't done like, I've done some landscaping but what i try to do is like just pick a little bit more interesting um or a little bit more like what what kind of a hierarchy like how can i how can i make more out of what's already there and that's where i've like i felt like this is this is really cool or this is really fun or i think one of the things i did actually is i built in without building bridges i in, i actually built bridges using like by getting rid of parts of rivers and that was so much fun because hmm. then i could just walk across the rivers and it's like yes I don't have to pay for this bridge because it's not actually a bridge officially. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. I, I like the yeah, landscaping. I'm... I I don't know how far I'll go in terms of that. I think it's been, uh, I think, think that it's satisfying for me is some of the just like natural discovery of what all, how in depth the stuff is. One of the nice things for me is I've gotten to a point where I've got all the, um, as I've gotten to max amount of villagers. So my town feels alive and it's really satisfying for me seeing my villagers uh, talk to each other or do activities together, like where they are, or where they're exercising together randomly, or I'll be able to come across them having a conversation. And it's like, oh, that's neat. I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, it, I've gotten attached to my first two villagers that I started with, where before they were kind of a little bit silly. Now they're like, oh, but Deirdre's my friend, and she's adorable, and and Buck, he's. He's he's always just giving me stuff all the time. It's like yeah, Buck's a nice guy. So, could he just be my neighbor in real life? Just hang out over there, you know, the kindly CrossFit guy that just 
gives you shovels and yes. stuff. Yes, yes. That, that, that's <laughs> definitely Buck. <laughs> well, the, um, I'll, go, I'll go quick. I've got one more series that I'd like to recommend. Um, I, I can keep going through the the Game Pass stuff. And I've kind of got bit by the D&D bug again a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I blame yep. James. And <laughs> we did get to do some campaign stuff. A little D&D on the side. They have, a, they have a series of two games that are actually made by different uh, developers, as I found out. Knights of Pen and Paper 1 and 2. They are so much fun. I've not heard of these. Um, I've now played both. Uh, I recommend one. One is uh, harder. It is a much longer play sequence. It miss. It's missing some of... I started with two, and then I went to one. And number one is more genuine. Number two feels like someone tried to remake mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. one, which is a different developer, a different publisher, but, you know, very much a direct sequel. Yeah. But the first one, uh, I think they call it the plus one or the definitive edition is so much fun. So basically you are all of the players on a D&D campaign. Uh, you start with two characters and you're literally sitting at a table, kind of third person looking down at them. Everything is like 16 bit. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's very uh, kind of 3.5 edition is what it feels like. Uh, having only played fifth. Um but it, it's it's a lot of fun because everything is is kind of eight eight or sixteen bit graphics. There, it's it's a comedy game, like it is trying to make you feel like you're sitting down playing Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. again, um, to the point that you can get a boons to your characters literally by changing the table that you're playing on. Uh, to like a pool table or a wood table or a slate table. Hmm. And you can change your DM from just the comic store guy or Yoda or (laughs) whatever. And you can buy snacks like Cheetos. Uh, And that'll be, you know, oh, well, if you go with the Cheetos, you get, you know, uh, plus 2% experience points. Or you can get, you know, plus 10% damage if you... If you get soda, that sort of a thing. Very meta, but um, uh, but you're playing very meta. So you're playing the people playing the game. You are controlling all of the all of the characters, all the player characters through their human players at the table. So does it like um, transition from like a table view into the like fantasy view? Actually, in a world, no, map? the view. The view never changes. So at the bottom, you're looking at the backs of your player characters that are sitting at the table. And then across the table, you see the face of the dungeon master sitting at the table. Uh, And then there will be text boxes above him. uh, And the whole rest of the backdrop is whatever city you are in, whatever. Okay. Or you're in a valley. and, And so it'll show that. And then... That's also where battle will take place. And it'll show, you know, oh, there's, you know, 
five snakes or there's, you know, two goblins and a thrall or something. Uh, and you actually get to choose what the battles are to an extent. Oh, okay, so you choose a quest and then you start the quest. The DM tells you, okay, so, you know, you enter this village and the, uh, the elder talks to you and then boom, up pops an elder character with a text box above him. Um, it's like, oh, like, oh no, the rats are invading. And it's very campy in a, in a fun way. Is this um, a phone game? Like, can I play it on my phone? Uh, you can play it on Switch. Ah, okay. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a, an iOS or Android. Uh, it's bigger than that. Okay, that's it. It um, looks kind of fun but, gamey, but okay. Yeah, I would if if I was going to pay for it, I'd get it on Switch. Okay. Um, just because this is this would be a great thing to pull up because I played for probably two hours when I sat down with number one. Mm-hmm. So after playing a half an hour on two, it goes kind of too fast. Uh, number one is very, um, very methodical, and you actually have to plan out what you do, or you will die. Two is very easy, but one is yeah, not. right, kind of where you want it, maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah, so your your characters can die, but they're easy to buy back. Uh, there's an entire uh, system of of buying equipment. It's it's the closest I've gotten to playing D anD D without sitting at yeah. a table. Looking at these screenshots, I see now how the whole table system works. Yeah, you pretty much are sitting at a table. Yeah, I don't know if you could explain a little bit better, but that's just kind of yeah. No, thinking about it, that's the only way I could think to explain. Uh, it. Yeah, thinking of like old school turn-based fighting games where you had like a grid of monsters moving down yes. towards where your players might be um, is essentially what it is. So it, ignore the whole table system. You've just got your players and then the grid of like monsters. Um, but that grid could also turn into a town and it just looks like your characters standing at the front of town. And the only difference then is just plop down a table in front of your characters on that grid and then Mm -hmm. put a GM at the table. So it just like really awkwardly looks like you and your friends at the table are in the middle of a field fighting some goblins or... A forest, a forest on a ship deck. Yeah, on a ship deck here. Yeah, it just looks in like they plopped, cave. they plopped the table down just like right in the middle of the old school turn-based combat graphics. And the, so and the players are all LARPed out. Yeah. They've got, you know, all the and that's out. why you can tell like it's people with some like hats on. Um, but at the same time, it's not that far off from the old school games, which would actually have like your, your character standing like in a row or something to, mm-hmm. to take turns. And you... You do full character building in this. You start by creating your first two characters and eventually you can get it out to, I believe, five. Um, But you choose the actual player. So you choose the nerd or the jock or the loner sort of a thing. And those will actually affect the character. That they play. They all have, yeah, like some of them um, are cheaper to buy back if they die. Some of them are you know, have natural affinity for this or that. Um, like I think the jock has uh, plus 10 HP right off mm-hmm. the bat or something to that effect. And then you choose your race and your class. Um, and then you get to, they level up, you choose your spells, uh, you upgrade your spells is what they do. They give you four abilities, one passive and three active, and you choose every level to put a pip in one of the four. Huh. Uh, and that that has you know consequences. 
So it's it's really fun. If you like D&D and you want to play it on the TV alone, like me, yeah. it's... It's it's a really good way to scratch that itch. It's, yeah, and the meta, um, the the design of it being this kind of meta play. Um, I think for people who actually yeah, play the game, there's probably a lot of inside joke chuckles and like comedic mm-hmm. elements. Oh, there's there's plenty. You would you would catch quite a few of them uh, right away. They even have noobs in it. That's funny. It's it's pretty funny. Um, but I will uh, get off of my soapbox. Definitely knights of pen and paper. I play the first one. It's uh, it's yeah. the best. Well, I think that's a show. Um, yeah, I played like four or five other games, but I will save all of those, and I'll put more time into them anyway. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, it's good to talk to you. It's been it's been a few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So always always a joy talking about the game. Yep, and. Uh, I know I'll play more games and uh, I, you know, hopefully you guys find a little more time for, uh, for that. Otherwise, um, you know, there's always something to, uh, to follow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just the, uh, you know, the usual stuff. Uh, If you, if you want to hit us up, uh, we did uh, start a Twitter, uh, which is where most of the information for this is going to come out. Uh, It's at, Tiny Dog PN for a podcast network, and um, we'll probably be starting a, a separate one for this show. But for now, that's where all of the updates are going to be. Uh, you know, when an episode is planning to drop, um, and uh, follow us, hit us up if you want us to to cover anything. I'm willing to play anything on Game Pass uh, and give it a, a quick review because there's a lot on there. Um, yeah, we'll start maybe putting out some some uh, listener questions if people uh, want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely um, check out the, uh, the previous episodes. Uh, let us know how we're mm-hmm. doing. And uh, I think I've taken up uh, enough of everyone's time. Uh, so without a further delay, does anyone have anything uh, else they wanted to leave the listeners with? No, uh, you know. Just have some fun playing some games. Hopefully you can find something you like. Or slog through something There's you don't like. Like I'm going to try and do. <laughs> Whether it's a slog or a joy, <laughs> you will enjoy Hopefully. yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, then from all of us here, uh, good night, folks. Good night. Adios. Adios.